Hey, welcome to the show. we got a special one this week. I do a takeover of WABC in New York City. Yitzhak Safflis, a good friend of mine, you're going to hear this show. I took over the entire station. It's a special episode, like 52 minutes of just jam-packed stuff. You're going to be listening to me talking with Mike Williams, the head of the NFL Experience, a good friend of mine. It's going to be a great episode. So before you do that, let's talk a little bit about my friends at Liberty Tax. Because if you're a freelance worker and unsure about where your income is being taxed, look no further than the professionals at Liberty Tax Service. They have over 4,000 offices in U.S. and Canada and thousands of professionals ready to help. Don't forget, visit LibertyTax.com, the office nearest you. Okay, listen up, my friends. You're going to hear a great, great, great show. You can tell we're friends, but you can tell, more importantly, how to treat customers, how to give them the pro experience. And Mike Williams is here, and I might never give this this radio show, show back to Yitzik. So listen in. From Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. so much he's had some great guests big guests sully sullenberger uh me how about that he's had new york times uh wine critics on he's had john scully on he's had oh i'm telling you big names big names on this show and we've got lots of big names today because today i've got none other than mike williams joining me now mike is a global leader in sports media entertainment industry he's widely acknowledged for developing and executing disruptive strategies for creating impact and we're going to talk about that because he's currently the president of the nfl experience right here in times square it's a first of its kind fully immersive attraction that's located in the heart of new york city i mean right smack in the middle i i I don't like going to times square but i went there because mike's got this going and i really enjoyed it i'm going to talk about that today and we're going to talk about how fans are connecting doing some different things all around the game of football now I first met Mike when he was uh, the CMO, SVP for the New Jersey Devils, then went over and became the CMO, that's uh, the chief marketing officer of the Grand Prix of America, Formula One. Now, he's also been a VP of marketing at the San Francisco 49ers, director of sales and marketing, also at the Disney-owned Mighty Ducks. Welcome, Mike. Good to have you here, buddy. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. It's you know, nice to see you. It's good to see you. It's a, you know, I always love to do these interviews in, in, you know, right here. And here we are at WABC. I mean, right here above Madison Square Gardens. Isn't this cool? Are you kidding? This is iconic. Yeah. And let's just first of all talk. You were absolutely taken over, and I'm glad to Yo, be part of it. We're going to take over. This is like this is like Lutheran's uh, you know, launching a, 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 a soup <laughs> supper or something right here. Trust but, me. You better hang on. This will be a great ride. So. Yeah. yeah. Yitzik might not get this back. You know, we might not let him come back. Well, know? I think we make it a regular thing. Oh, oh. Oh, I like that. I like that. We'll do. We'll just have to take it over every holiday. Completely. You know what? Just me and you. We're big enough. Because you're a big guy. I'm a, I'm six foot three, two hundred and seventy five pounds. How big uh, are I'm you? I'm almost six five, and I'm north of that. So no, let's just put it that way, okay? <laughs> we don't need to get into any specifics at all. So well, I had someone looking up your stats. They said he used to play ball. I said, yeah, yeah. So they looked you up. They looked up Mike Williams. He goes yeah. defensive back, one hundred and eighty yeah, pounds. No, that, I go, that's, that's not, not me. That's no. not, that's and not I can assure you, I wasn't a kicker either. So that that's. Uh, let's. You, you had to play lineman, right? I played defensive end. Yeah. Yeah, you had to. Yeah, I was a, I was a, I was an offensive center. Yeah, I was center, but I never got a past high school. You went you went and played big stuff. I, I played. Yeah, I had a little bit of time here and there. But yeah, yeah. you and I would have definitely knocked heads if there was heads. So. But you were fast though. I was fast. You were fast. What was your forty? 
I ran a four six seven four seven forty. Oh, four seven forty. Yeah. Now, for those listening that, that are in business, because we're mostly talking business here today, but for those listening on sports, that's fast. I'm, yeah. I'm, for especially for a, an end or yeah. a defensive lineman, that's a lot or, of that's a lot of beef moving at that point. That's a lot of yeah. beef moving. You know, you know. Well, you know what my 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 speed. What was, was your forty? Well, they they measured it with a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember doing laps around in high school. Back in high school, yeah. I remember doing laps in my coach hall. Did it go from one day to the next day? Oh, Is that's that what, what happened? He did. Every time I run back, he would go like Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday. That was like mine. Oh my god! Do you gosh. miss this? Do you, now you were in sports now because of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But do you miss the playing days? Uh, I miss the guys. I miss the camaraderie that yeah. you find amongst the team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's such a great atmosphere because you really work to this point of working towards yep. a common goal, which, quite frankly, Jeff, why sports translates so well into business, because it teaches you so many different things, how to deal with adversity, how to work towards a common goal, sacrifice, but more importantly, wins and losses. And But above all, you have a job to do, yeah. and you, you get up every single day, and you get to, you get working towards that goal. And you do it. You it's absolutely do, no matter what the obstacles are, because you can't change the, you know, you have to get up and fight every single day to make sure you're making advancements on whatever your business is, and you have that same quality in sports. You know, my good friend, Yitzhak, he, you know, he does such a great job interviewing people here on the show, and, and he talks about the business and their background and what they do and how they do it. And, you know, he's just a generally appreciative guy, which I, that's one of the guys, things I like about him so much. You know, he, he, and, and then plus he takes me out for kosher steaks. Too, which, <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, it's a real, he some great kosher restaurants here in town. And of course, New York, it's New York, right? You know, so, um, but did, do you, did you find that you learned a lot about the principles that you bring forward in business from the sports side? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, teamwork, and, especially. Well, not only teamwork, but leadership, right? I think yeah. one of the things that people ask me about leadership and sort of those traits, it falls back to coaching. Because everything has evolved, right? Old mm-hmm. coaches a long time ago used to basically coach a single way, and they would force you to fit within their system. Mm-hmm. But then that mentality changed, and people ultimately started working with the talent that they had, and they would evolve their coaching skills and sort of whatever their, their coaching plan may be, their game plan. And I think you saw those coaches start to really advance, win a lot more games, uh, obviously break the games open you know, from spread offenses that you might find in college, which was never the case before. But now you start to see people – uh, willing to take some risk, willing to do some other things. And it's those exact attributes that you find in really sort of innovative, creative te- companies and businesses that are willing to do things against the grain, willing to do things that are different. Wow. And, that, you know, that's why you see some of these coaches that win all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't, it's not always because they get great players. Now, I think no. great coaches attract great players, just like great business leaders mm-hmm. attract great talent. Yes. And you got to have talent. But I've seen teams or companies turn themselves around with the present people in place yep. just by changing the head of the company. Yeah, well, you've seen, I mean, there's numerous stories of teams that have done that. Yeah. Same personnel, same players, but you put a new new coach or new yeah. culture in the system, yeah. and it just, it, it's infectious, right? It takes over the locker room. It takes it over what's happening amongst the players, and then eventually starts to build from where they're where the fans believe in it, right? The community believes in it, right. and everyone starts believing in this overall sort of uh, this charge, this mantra that everyone sort of has bought into, and at that point, Chemistry, motivation, and momentum is a is an incredibly powerful thing. Well, and that's a big part of what you've learned over the years. I, I remember when I first met you at the New Jersey Devils when mm-hmm. you were the CMO over there, and I actually went to one of the I don't know what do you call it a game match. Yep. What, one of the games, yeah, games. And so I am not a big. You can tell I'm not a big hockey guy, um, but I enjoyed it and had a really great time. But it was about the experience. Yes. The, 
the experience was different. I, I didn't give a root and whatever. Mm-hmm. I got to be careful on Yitzik's show. My shows, they bleep me, <laughs> but Yitzik, I, you know, I got to, you know, I'm known as a little bit of a wild cowboy. I'm surprised Yitzik let me in there, but maybe they're doing a timing thing where they're going to bleep me every few minutes or something With like that. With a big that. dump button right there. Yeah, so. I think there's a big, there is a, there's a guy standing behind over there. Why? I don't know why. Okay, there we go. But anyway, you, but um, what was interesting was, the fan experience. Mm-hmm. Talk about that a little bit because, you know, I, I got a feeling that the reason you were hired over mm-hmm. at the NFL uh, experience that you've got, this brand new entity, and I want to talk more about that, but I want to get to the fundamentals of the experience of, of being a fan. Sure. You know, it's one of those interesting things where people by nature want to feel part of something bigger than themselves, and I think sports falls directly into that. Sports is communal by just by the sheer fact of what it does. Um, it's one of those things that crosses all barriers, whether it's religion, whether it's age, socioeconomic, what have you. If I'm walking down the street and I see someone who I don't know, but he's wearing the jersey of my favorite team. Or the one you don't like. Or you don't like. There's an immediate reaction. Uh, Undeniably, there's this reaction where you either are bonded with that person or there's some sort of venom sort of, you know, directed towards that person as well. (laughs) But the truth of the matter is, is it's that, that visceral component in which sports offers you that, uh, that you don't find anywhere else. I mean, one of the things we always talked about in sports is we're not just creating an opportunity for people to buy tickets to see a game. We're creating memories. Yeah. And you never know what's going to happen in that game. So you can walk back to think any number of stories that have happened within sports. Uh, my time with the 49ers, one of the obvious most famous plays is the catch with, with Dwight Clark and Joe Montana. Yeah. And just because people want to feel so a part of something like that, uh, Candlestick only held 60,000-something people. But over my time in San Francisco, <laughs> after speaking to everybody I did, you would have sworn that there were 300,000 people, people in, the, yeah. in the stadium that day because people want to feel part of something bigger than themselves. And sports offers you that. You yeah. know, So from an experience perspective, the, the difficult thing on a sales and marketing side is this is a product that they can actually consume at their house. Right. They can consume it at home, sitting on their couch, but you really have to work to try to deliver some sort of exceptional experience that makes them and motivates them to get to the point where they want to get in their car, get on a train, or do whatever needs to be to actually come to the stadium and experience this firsthand. And I think that's the thing that sports offers. It gives you a chance to uh, to ultimately engage with other fans, be put in a setting in which something special, just on that chance that something special may actually take place, and by being there, that's something for you to be able to tell your kids and your grandkids for years to come. Do you think it has to be something special? I mean, it doesn't have to be special in terms of the 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 game itself, no. really, because a lot of the games are just boring. They're not no. the most exciting. But but the specialness can be just in that experience, right? Or being with your kids or, and that's or being the with thing. your family. Right? Actually, one of the probably most uh, incredible sort of experiences I had back from my time at Disney when we owned the Mighty Ducks um, I walked out of a game in which it was a playoff game. We had played the Detroit Red Wings, and it was just a shootout, back and forth between the two teams. And uh, and we actually, as we were walking out, I had the I heard these people behind me saying, oh, my God, that was so exciting. You know, just all the shots and all the goals. And I expected to turn around and see actually a Ducks fan because we were the ones that won that night. It was actually a Red Wings fan. So even though their team lost, it was still such an incredible experience for them to be part of that. Yeah. They were feeling they were still really pleased and really happy that they were there. 
Hey, again, we're talking to Mike Williams, president of NFL Experience in Times Square, the first of its kind, fully immersive, ex- experimental. Experiment. How do you say that word? It's just pretty, pretty it's darn a tough cool. It's, it's, yeah, it's experiential. A, is experiential. Pretty, that's what. That's the way you say. It's a, a really cool facility. We're going to talk about it, more about that. And you're talking right now. This is Jeffrey Hazlett, host of uh, of All Business. It's a podcast on the C-suite radio side, and uh, my TV show called Executive Perspective on C-suite TV. And this is a takeover. I'm taking over. One hundred percent takeover. This is it. Mind your business. Mind your business. Um, Yitzik Saflis. We took over his show. He can't be with us again tonight, but he. He let me come in. Actually, he didn't let me come in. I actually broke the doors down, <laughs> uh, stormed it. I stole his ID, and I, I stepped in, and I'm taking over the show. <laughs> I'm never giving it back. I might even I might even become Jewish before this is over with. And, <laughs> and then we're going to go do that. I don't know. I'm a Lutheran. Lutherans live in constant fear that sometimes, someplace, somewhere, someone's having a good time. So there we go. So that's my, that's my big uh, contribution tonight. But we're talking a little bit about... Uh, being fans and, and how that relates to business. And then I want to talk a little bit about the experience. Now, not everybody can go to a game. That's right. Yeah, they can't. They, they, what is it? 5% of uh, uh, around. So you've got like 100 million fans for football, mm-hmm. NFL. We're talking about the NFL. Of only 5% have actually been to a live game. Mm-hmm. That's got a. That's a great big market for you. That's an enormous market, and yeah. you know it's important because when we talk about touch points, right? So take sports out of it. Business as a marketing, as a brand centric sort of philosophy, it's about managing those touch points. How many? It's got to be billions. Billions. Uh, of oh, dollars. oh, it, billions of dollars is absolutely yeah. right. I mean, this this business is um, has continued to grow and continues to show growth where it's going to go moving forward. But it's because of the innovation that the league it, brings to the table, where they're never status quo. They're always looking for better ways to create, not only deliver a better experience, but different platforms. Mm-hmm. Taking it through you know, social digital medias. I mean, ultimately creating their own network with NFL Network. Right. I mean, they were one of the first to do something along those boards. So it's always about n- never being settled and always continuing trying to advance the business. So, Mike, you've been a friend of mine for a number of years. We've, we're a really good friend. I mean, folks, let me tell you, this is the kind of guy that I'd love to have if I die. He well, carries I, my casket, and he's big enough to probably help carry it I, so. <laughs> I, I i would be there but let's hope that's not for let's many hope, many many let's, years let's hope that's the case exactly right so but you know i'm not a big huge sports I know. guy you you know that yep. i i like going i've i've sponsored sports teams when i was a cmo of of, of kodak. eastman kodak and done race cars nascars uh, indy cars the olympics so we did it all Yank, yankees we did it all but but I've never been a huge. I just when I you know did it in high school mm-hmm. and then went on to college. I just never. I got more involved in politics. Yep. You know, I enjoyed politics. That was my sport. But but yet I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Do you, do you find it hard? And so that's why. Well, hang on. Let me go back because one of the things that I don't follow it all the time, so I don't know what's going on all the time. Is in is it is the NFL mm-hmm. actually growing? Oh, it absolutely is. is. It? Okay. Oh, completely. And I, I mean, think- not like golf. Golf is like dying. Golf is dying, but the interesting thing about golf is even when you have certain players come back and have decent, respectable showings, um, I think you see the the, the uptick in like viewership. Tiger well, Tiger came back, and I yeah. think that you saw the viewership sort of follow that that sort of response. But um, the NFL continues to grow, and not just grow in viewership, but in fandom. Because one of the things that really sort of advanced the game was uh, obviously fantasy football. Yeah. Because now you've taken away from just as far as football itself, and you've added this entertainment component to it. And in doing so, fans have a personal opportunity, uh, you know, for rewarding themselves. You know, so I can ultimately watch not only my favorite team play, but if I'm a fantasy football player, 
uh, fantasy football team owner as far as how they do it. I'm watching multiple games, multiple players. So you've now expanded my awareness of the overall league and the teams and the players themselves. And I can show how good I am compared to everybody else. Right? So there's this bragging aspect of what yeah. it allows you to do. And, uh, you know, before where there may have been just sort of uh, a certain type of fan that was following the NFL, now you have fans of all ages and all sort of backgrounds. Uh, you know, heck, my niece, who may not have necessarily followed a lot of sports before, she has three different fantasy teams in her own. Wow. You know, so that gives you a chance to actually not only take – the football component of what it is, but the entertainment aspect of what it brings to the group What's as well. What's your niece like to do? What do you think she's going to do when she grows up? Uh, well, she's she's actually a teacher. Oh, she is? She is. Oh, wow. She's See, a teacher. I, I was just thinking you were yeah. a, just a young guy. No, she so a she's guy. a teacher, and she has three different teams that she she manages really? on her own. Yeah. Wow. See, she's not, so I would think like mathematicians. I think mathematicians are taking over the world. All the statistics and uh, sort of work. Well, and they just configure up all these algorithms and, you know, like Uber yeah. Like Uber and JetSmart or all that stuff's done with uh, algorithms. Mm-hmm. You know? Who would have thought, Michael, that you know years ago that you would t- you would let your daughter get into a car with someone you mm-hmm. don't know and you would pay for them to do? It? How about or how about this one? I was like this one. Yeah, the Airbnb experience. Right? Oh, yeah. Who would have thought you'd rent out your house, let someone sit naked in your house, yeah. you know, on your couch, and then mm-hmm. pay you for it? <laughs> but stop and think about what you just said right now. Who would have any number of years ago thought that the world's largest retailer? wouldn't actually own any stores. Oh, I know. Who would have thought the world's largest taxi company wouldn't own any taxis? Right. But that's exactly where we're at, right? When you take uh, someone taking a certain business principle and sort of opportunity and completely disrupting that model. Okay. And so, then sort of working through that. So there. let's take that. Now that's what you're doing now. Completely. You, that's what you're doing this whole NFL experience. And you, Now, is there just one or is there there's more? There's one. No, that's there's one. only one. So you are it, man. Yes. Times Square. Times Square. Ground Central, right? Ground yep. Zero, right? Four. Right on right on 47th Street on 7th Avenue, right I, there. It's right there. I've been there. Yeah. It's right by the right, you can't, right, you right can't kitty ask, corner from the ticket. You cannot move. ask for any better uh, you know, real estate than what we currently have. That's it's, expensive it's, real estate. But you know too. what? That That's what the with the NFL and what we stand for, we uh, we are we are absolutely the highest sort of expectation of what our fans want, and we want to deliver on that expectation. Okay, so why did you guys build this thing? So, and first of all, what is it? I, yeah. I know what it is. Could have been in it, and I'll take people through. You know what? So so the easiest way to describe it is it is a forty thousand square foot celebration of football. Yeah. Truth is, uh, it takes you through every different aspect of the game, and the and, and really the way it was designed is to take you on a journey, Jeff. Yeah, I didn't know that until after you know mm-hmm. I kind of went through it and I went like, oh, I went through different parts of it. There's stages we take oh, you through. That made sense. We take you yeah. on these stages. You come in as a fan. You, you basically we then take you through the experience what it's like to be a player, and then we deliver you to the other side with the highest celebration of all, wake, walking you through what it feels like to be at the Super Bowl. Yeah, the tunnel. Yeah, the tunnel. The tunnel. That yeah. was cool. But not only the tunnel. I mean, we're uh, we actually have every single Super Bowl ring going all the way back that, to the very first Super Bowl. That was my. That was the coolest thing. Yeah. I, I did some social media for you, and I got a couple I know hundred you thousand did. fans. And um, and so I actually t- uh, tweeted out a couple of those pictures. That yeah. was pretty cool. We have that. We have the Tramp. actual Vince Lombardi Super Bowl trophy. You have the trophy, yeah. We do. And then a lot of people don't realize this. Is that the this. one that Kevin Hart tried to steal? Uh, no, that one. That <laughs> one's with the Eagles at this point. Did you see that? Yeah, well, uh, he yeah. He was crazy. Uh, yeah. But, he, it, I loved him on Conan. He was on Conan afterwards and said, sometimes we just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think a lot of people, you know what? It, I've seen grown men. Grown men yeah. uh, who don't maybe respond to a lot of things 
meet their favorite NFL star or talk about an experience like the Super Bowl, cry like, like children, cry yeah. like babies. Yeah. And it has that effect. Yeah. Um, but to go back to it, you know, what we wanted to do was take fans on this journey, take what it is they love about the game so much, and take some of the things that they'll never get to experience, such as what it's like to be a fan, uh, be a player, and give them that opportunity. Yeah. So when you go through this, you're not only given every chance to see what it's like to be a fan and witness it from the sideline, but then go through the aspect of all the training and components that players do with the interactive, immersive sort of technology that we have at NFL Experience in Times Square. Um, but then to the point of what it's like to actually uh, actually celebrate, you know, to actually. And my God, you're talking about some of the most uh, storied players in this history of the NFL. Uh, yeah. And when you watch that video right next to where the rings are, yeah. to see these men and the emotional reaction they have of getting that ring. Um, I mean, these are things they've worked their entire life for. It's the ring. It's absolutely it's the, the ring. ring. I mean, they talk about that in the films. Yeah. And you, you, as you go through the, the thing, they talk about it's not the game. Yeah. It's the ring. It win is. the ring. Yeah. Win the ring. And once that's the case, you are in probably one of the most exclusive fraternities ever. Yeah. You know, and I think that there's a brotherhood that you've found amongst that. And uh, it's pretty, pretty special. You and I hung out some. We were at an Irish bar one night and we ran into a guy that played for the Patriots. Remember that? Paid. Patriots, we've and the Redskins. There was yeah. another guy with the Redskins. Oh, the Redskins. It was the Redskins. Yeah. yeah, and then he yeah. he showed us his yeah. ring. We, yeah, uh, he, he was, was an offensive lineman. I don't remember his name, but I believe he played guy. with uh, the group they used to call the Hogs, which yeah. were the offensive lineman group. Yeah, he was yeah. big. He, he was. was he was bigger guy. than I am. Yeah, he was a big guy. Yeah. and we took a picture. I remember yep. that. We were at that Irish bar. Yes, we hey, did. again, uh, this is Jeffrey Hazlett, and I am the host of uh, C Suite TV and Radio, and uh, I'm to, doing a takeover Yitzik show. That's right. He's uh, he's out on um, a holiday and observing. Uh, Observing some things that he needs to do, and I decided to steal his show. I'm taking over right now. I'm not letting it back, that's for sure. And I'm talking to Mike Williams, who's president of the NFL Experience in Times Square, the first of its kind interactive attraction for NFL right here in New York City. That's right, my friends. So so you go to this experience, you check in, you get your ticket, you get on an elevator, you go up to the very top floor, and you start working your way down. Yeah. And, you know, right away I get to see the Vince Lombardi trophy. I get to see uh, some of the key, uh, you know, artifacts you see, we'll of the see game. the history. So yeah. we actually worked with all 32 clubs where they were able to send stuff into us that went yeah. back as far as, you know, to the early days of their own team's history themselves. And, and every team there. I mean, every I single the, team every, contributed. I, the, I was surprised to see the Viking stuff. They've never won anything. Yeah, but were. there's still a lot of history there, though. So, And not to mention, they just opened one of the most magnificent stadiums in all of sports. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's incredible. Well, it was a great Super Bowl. Right? <clears throat> oh, it was a great Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. But each of these items uh, sort of speak to the history and the fandom of what these teams really, what they mean to their local communities. And I think that you speak to uh, really sort of the, the impact that these different teams make, not only with their fans personally, but the, the towns and the cities that they live in. Yeah. But from there, you're then obviously taken into something that we have that uh, no one else has. It's unbelievable. Uh, it is a 4D, 185-degree immersive theater that – Words can't even describe, but I'll do my best. It basically puts you in the place of a player. Yeah. It takes you through what it feels like to be uh, to score a touchdown, to be tackled, oh, yeah. to be sacked, to uh, to celebrate. Snow um, comes out of well, the I, snow. You, come, now you're telling everyone, I, so that's going to ruin the, But yeah, I, Who cares? We, they need to know. You need to prepare. It snows, snows in the theater. <laughs> in the theater. In the, in the middle of summer, you could come here to NFL Experience Times Square and watch this, and it will snow in the middle of the theater. Well, which I was glad it wasn't raining on the... On the, the yeah, on we the, weren't going to do yeah, that. that but, would have been something. But yeah, what, what people don't know is when you sit in these chairs, you can actually adjust the intensity yes. of the chair. And so when... These guys are hitting each other, and you see this wraparound screen 
and they tackle them and the grunt and the and the sound it sounds like they're breathing in your ear and mm-hmm. they hit you in your chair you know rocks yeah and, and i and people were screaming yeah. in the in the theater well, the best way i would tell you is in 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 real life one of the things that makes the biggest difference when someone experiences something is if you can play on all your senses yeah and when when this theater was designed it was designed to play on all of your senses so you have the fans to ultimately go for this cool breeze at certain points. Obviously, the sound yeah, is such got, an impactful point. It got cold in gets there. cold in yeah. there. Uh, the seat moves to give you that that feeling of change. Yeah. And then obviously touch and and sort of the overall aspect of snow and other things that are happening, um, all the way down to the feeling what it's like to have a flyover from some of the military oh, jets yeah. go over. And but you know during the national anthem and such, it's it really is pretty remarkable. It was so. When when did the NFL decide to put together this uh, experience in Times Square? So it uh, it was more than a year ago. Uh, we all officially opened in December of 2017, and uh, now we're going obviously into May. But it's it was something that had been about a year or so build up to that. Yeah, but even during this time period, that's when you're shaking loose the cobwebs, yeah, so to speak, right? Yeah, I mean you're still probably still doing that a little bit as you're as you're building. We, we up. are, but but. But we are definitely at a, at, a, at a really good pace as we continue to build it. And it's interesting. I had uh, given another interview, and someone was asking, what's what's my vision for Times Square, you know, yeah. NFL experience Times Square moving forward? And uh, my response was, the NFL experience you see today is going to look vastly different than the NFL experience Times Square in 10 years from now. And the reason why is we always want to be on the cutting edge of technology and finding new ways to deliver a better experience to the fans and people who are walking through the doors. So, uh, you know, who knows as far as what's being done out there because we will always be on the ongoing hunt to make sure that we're finding new and better ways to uh, to update the experience, to ultimately create better and more immersive sort of experiences for people to engage with the NFL. It was it was great to be able to see the families that were coming in. I mm-hmm. saw one guy bring like nine kids in and another family came in with their kids and it was and there was a couple of single guys mm-hmm. you know guys together a couple of that and visitors by the yeah, way it was I a mean, lot of visitors there's I mean, a ton there was of a, foreign visitors who are coming germans, in germans there was some Germ- number yeah there was we had quite a few people who had actually gone to some of the nfl games over in the uk for the wembley series yeah uh, they actually had come in in their jerseys and had made a special you know they wanted to make sure that this was oh, one of the cool. stops that they had along the way that's cool yeah especially when you think of so who do you think are the most r- rabid fans in the world Oh my gosh! I mean, there's lots of sports that have yeah. rabid fans. I mean, certainly the 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 what we call football overseas yeah. and the soccer, what we call soccer yeah. here, Manchester United. Yeah, those guys are. But but you know, when you stop and think about the history that the NFL sort of evokes from people, yeah. um, my God, Lambeau Field in Green Bay is oh. is actually built right in the middle of a neighborhood. Yeah. For people that don't know it, it's it's in the middle of a, a community in the middle of the neighborhood. Kind of like and Wrigley Field. It is, and yeah. Green Bay actually is one of the few where they're shareholders for the team. The community actually is part owners of the team, which yeah. is unique and special in itself. Um, but my gosh, the from uh, you know. The people out in Kansas City with the Chiefs, oh, uh, yeah. time and time again, they've had the the, world, the Guinness Book of World Records come in there because the sound of the fans has broken the loudest stadium sound really? by decibel, I didn't hand know over that. hand. I yes, didn't know that. yeah, it's actually interesting. There's an ongoing battle between the Seahawks and the Chiefs oh. to see who have the have the I've loudest been, fans. I have been in the Seahawks. I was there for the Sounders game when I did a, mm-hmm. my own. I had a show on uh, Bloomberg. And they're a phenomenal yeah. team. I mean, they out, they actually outdraw the Seahawks. Yeah, uh, the Sounders do, but 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 the Seahawks are you know they're sold out all the yeah, time too. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think that that's another really interesting opportunity where you could take uh, an an eighty year old grandfather and an eight year old grandson who, outside of being related, don't have a ton of in common as far as what they may do. But you put them in a setting of a game, 
and you put him in the sense of where he can share his history and his yeah. memories of stuff, yeah. uh, boy, that's special. You yeah. know what? And that's something that is is hard to equate as far as value back because that's that's building uh, that's building bonds. I mean, that's but building you, memories. So, who made the decision to go forward with an NFL experience in Times Square? I mean, you said it was a it had to be a couple of years. Been on the drawing mm-hmm. board. I mean, you don't decide just to go no, rent some is, of the most expensive real estate yeah, in all this the wasn't, world. This wasn't something that was just done by chance. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you looked at uh, another way to try to create an opportunity for those some of those fans that don't go to games in yeah. stadium, for them to come and experience something where they can uh, um, they can walk away having a, a great sort of uh, experience of knowing what it's like to do some of the things within the NFL. They may never go to a game, right? There's yeah. people they may never step foot in a stadium, but they have their own fans. They have their own players that they love that they follow, and this gives them a chance to really know. Let's be honest, such a small, small fraction, I mean minuscule fraction of people will ever know what it's like to step on an NFL field. Well, we step on a field, much less or see one. I mean, <laughs> right. we said 100 million fans, only 5% have been to a live game. Yeah, but I'm even taking beyond that. The majority of people won't ever know what it's like to run through a tunnel. Yeah. The people will never know That's what it's true. like to sit on the sideline and watch that, or God for, or, or even run and get and it, scrambled through there. Hey, let's let's be clear, folks. If you haven't done, let me tell you, this is cool stuff. Yeah. I, I've had the ability to do that. You have. Yes. I've had the ability to go sit out in the jets uh, on the fifty yard and have yep. lunch. Yes. You know, because of the things that we do in business and the and the and the, the being lucky who we are, yeah. right? Without question. Um, but that's a pre- But this gives you that experience. This right? delivers on that. Yeah. This gives you a chance to do all. And then, by the way, it also gives you a chance to see how you measure up. Yeah. So we have things where you have oh, this this yeah. ability to to uh, hit to the sleds, hit the sleds to do the quarterback challenge, throw the ball, throw the ball yeah. to do the vertical jump. Which, by the way, uh, one of the things that most surprised me, that. I sucked on that. You did. Yeah, I sucked. Your on vertical that. wasn't that yeah, good. My vertical. I, my, I'm I'm horizon- horizontally gifted. Horizontally gifted or challenged? Gifted, One of the two. No, gifted, yeah. gifted. I, I'm, I'm wide. I'm getting wider. But if you looked at it, so we actually have on the walls and air, through areas out the thing where you can measure yourself yeah. against current players. So yeah. on footballs, we have the hand size of every different type of player you can imagine, from yeah. linemen to quarterbacks to uh, to receivers and such. But the more importantly, we have things like the vertical jump to show you just how gifted and athletic these guys yeah. are. And the one thing that amazed me is obviously uh, here a New York fan favorite, Odell Beckham, yeah. was obviously incredible, the height he was able to jump. But right underneath that was J.J. Watt, a defensive lineman from, from, from the Houston Texans that was – Pretty darn close to what Odell Beckham did, and this guy is huge. What's, I mean, yeah, what's the difference between size of those oh, two? Oh, I mean, let's put one's a receiver and one's yeah. a one's a D lineman. So you know, a couple hundred pounds. Uh, well, I don't know about a couple hundred, but I mean, it's pretty it, close. I bet it's 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 a big difference. So to see the athleticism of what 100. he's able, more than a hundred, yeah. definitely more than a hundred. Yeah, a hundred. That's a lot. Yeah. that's a lot of but, pounds. But to do that and that's to have that cans ability. Of soup. <laughs> How many slices of bacon would that be? Um, uh, one. Yeah, <laughs> one good slice of bacon. He knows my. He knows what I like. A little scotch, a little bacon. Uh oh, I don't know if I can say that on Yetzik's show. Well, well, what the heck? Wait, I took it over. I you, took the show over. I'm taking the show over. You 100% took it That's over. That's right. He, 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 man, I don't know if I'm ever giving it back. I might be here on WABC forever and ever and ever. There you go. I'll there be you, tuning in. Yitzik, there you go, my friend. Uh, when We're right here on Mind Your Business, and we thank Yitzik so much for letting me take over. This is Jeffrey Hazlett from uh, C-Suite TV and All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. And I'm stepping in for my good friend, and we're taking the show over because he's out on high holiday. And I'm here with Michael Williams, good friend of mine who's president of the NFL Experience in Times Square, first of its kind 
And it's a big, fully immersive experience. We talked about you go up to the very top, you see all these the memorabilia, and there's memorabilia everywhere, and then you get to see the trophies. Then you go into this big theater. Oh, it's a massive theater. Uh, it's got to be two, three stories tall in itself, maybe four. And you, you're sitting there, and it snows, and it, you, you, the, the sheet, the, 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 the chairs shake and move, and it feels, you hear the grunt. You, you, I just, I'm missing, the only thing it's missing is a little bit of the smell of the turf, maybe. Yeah. And then and then maybe a little bit of the breath of the player on you. But C- Careful. You may yeah. be giving away some secrets cool. we may be working on. You Who can, knows? Oh, cool. That would, I think that would be cool. I, yeah. I think if you put some of that stuff. But anyway, it was great yeah. to do that. Then you go out, and you go into the next area. Yeah. And I, I, you know, one of the things that I thought was really cool is I got to dress myself. Yeah. I got to say, now, look, folks, listen, I could dress myself, if you know what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about I got to put on the uniform. Now, what do you mean by that? So we have a te- this technology that's available. It's called Suit Up. Yeah. What allows you to basically stand in an area and pick your favorite team yep. and your favorite number. I got, I, I took number 53. Nice. My old high school There you go. Number, yeah. And in doing so, we're able to basically transport you to a point through this visual representation of putting a uniform on you and allowing you to sit there and ultimately act as one of these NFL players. Yeah, you, it, it had you walk you through, like yeah. raise your arms. Raise your, wave, to the fans, wave to the fans, pump your chest pump if you would chest. after a I celebration, like like, uh, do all cool. sorts of great things, and uh, and then be able to get some sort of ability to sort of drive from there. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, again, we're giving you the opportunity to do something that the majority of people don't do, is become an NFL player. Is there been one thing, I, you guys have only been open for a short period of time, mm-hmm. you're still doing it because, you, you know, you're kind of going through your beta, but now... As you're moving in, are you finding what people like the most? You know, it, that's a great question. Uh, it, it really varies depending on who you're talking to. So the kids obviously love all the games. They love the interactive component to it. Um, you know, some of the parents are trying to make sure that their kids take away the history of just what the game means to people. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then I think, you know, anybody who can walk up and buy NFL merchandise leaving oh, and sort cool. of yeah, boasting cool. their, uh, their favorite team right on their chest is always uh, a nice thing as well. But – I think there's so many different components. There's not one thing that stands out. While obviously the theater is something that that is second to none, that's no one else even comes close to doing something like that with what we've been able to accomplish with the theater. But there's some people that I've sat and watched that have spent a half hour just looking over every detail of not only every Super Bowl ring, yeah. um, but then other people going back and taking and consider, you know, all the different aspects of the team history. We, you know, people that ultimately want to come back around and just go through and look at every single thing because every time they do, they something see something new. different. Something they see new. something different. Did you? Is there something that's favorite for you? That, or and so, or and is, uh, first, I'll ask you that question. Sure. Um, gosh. The the theater, I think, is a favorite of everybody. Yeah. Right. So that's yeah. not. That's that's just remains yeah, to be seen I, you know i almost this. i almost you know look I, I gotta tell you you know i'm a jilted kind of guy yeah you know, me and i could do a lot of this stuff yeah. right and i started to skip it yeah and then i felt bad i said no 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 they're making a big deal out of it and i started i started to skip it i started yeah. to say hey how do i get down to the next level because it was like 10 minutes to yep. wait you know because it goes in the schedule yeah right? yes and i'm a you know i'm a big wig or at least i like to think so no you're a big wig <laughs> anyway so no i was like i was tired and i wanted to go through it and i wanted to get it yeah, done because it, but but I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and so so I but I went, and that that made me stay long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's there's a stickiness that you find from within yeah. there because everybody Cause has because it, it engages you. But but more important than that, everybody has their own favorite thing. You're asking me, yeah. what my favorite thing is, but I, it's more important that these fans have once you know several different things that just sort of connect with them at a very emotional, yeah, very high this, level. I saw this dad and his young kid, and I bet you they didn't stop throwing balls for over half hour. We had an older gentleman come through uh, last week, and uh, I, after I stopped and sort of caught up with him, 
he used to be a ball boy for oh. at the time, which was the Boston Patriots for the NFL team before they were the New England Patriots. Yeah, yeah. And he was telling a story about he was reliving his youth. Yeah. He was he was an older gentleman, but he was absolutely reliving uh, that time in his life. And to him, you could see it was it was emotional. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was very, very emotional and impactful. And for him to be able to share that with me, it was special. That's really cool. That that that's cool. You know what my favorite one was? What's really, that? Really was it was the sleds. Yeah. I can remind me of some old. Can days. I just ask you a question though? Yeah, yeah. Did you hit the one all the way on the left or all the way on the right? I hit them both. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I I did I did them all. You did all three yeah, of them. Yeah. Well, thank goodness because the one on the left is more tailored for kids. So I didn't. I, yeah. I want to make sure you didn't just do just I that crushed, one. I crushed that. I one. I, I hope so because one. if you didn't, I was going to give you a hard time about it. Yeah, but. I crushed it like I'm crushing this show right now. I crushed it, you know, and I took over the show from Yitzik. I just crushed it. Hey, I like this. Yitzik, you and we could Yitzik is never going to let us come back. You know that we right? can we can make this a weekly thing. Oh, we could do this, Yitzik. Yeah. We could come back every week, and everyone would love to listen to us people right into the the soundboard is lighting up right now with people calling in i see it (laughs) so let me ask you a question what is the marketing lesson you hope other companies can apply to their business from what you're doing um you know it's an interesting question because one of the things i've i've spoken i've actually spoken at your your conferences before and by the way folks if if you've never witnessed been part or or actually gone to one of jeff's and the c-suite networks events Please, you, you have to make sure you take time to do Thank it. Thank you. Uh, no, it's it's really. I say that unbashfully. It is a great network. It's a great experience. But more importantly, um, it's an opportunity to build your business because from there you're connected with other people and other networks and other businesses all over the world. And from there, there's a great opportunity for you to continue to sort of grow what it is that you're doing. Thank no you. No matter what industry, right. what what space it is. But, I appreciate that. But but what lesson? What what's what's the marketing lesson that you think other businesses can learn from what you're doing? Yeah, you know what I would tell you is when you look at the world's great brands, um, they don't work to create customers first and foremost. They work to create fans. Mm. And I think when you start, I like to, that. Yeah, I like that. When you when you really start to establish yourself that you're connecting with them, um, not just to sell them to sell them, but you're not just talking to try to as a transactional customer relationship, right. but I'm looking to create a, a fanatical fan of, of of ultimately my brand and my product. See, that's important. That's a that's a very important thing because I don't know if everyone knows it's listening, but there's some new stuff that's going on on the marketing side, like. Google's putting all this stuff, and if you're mm-hmm. not engaged with the people, right. they won't even deliver the email. That's simply correct. You know, so yeah. they're looking at your reputation. They're mm-hmm. looking at your engagement between, again, what Mike's <clears throat> calling his fans. If you don't have that engagement, your message isn't even going to get through. That's right. So this is even more important now. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think when you start to look at it through that lens, I think it changes everything about how you how your philosophy sort of addresses what your strategy is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um you know, one of the things that's really important is to, to create that, especially in today's world, with people in their own social voice and their own social activism and what they're going to do within their communities. Um, the the best way that I can connect my brand with the marketplace is to engage you in a meaningful and, and, and relevant manner and then ultimately let you become an evangelist for us. No, that's awesome. Right? Because there's only so much I can do. There's only so much I can do to to basically get my message in the marketplace, but if I get you to speak on my behalf and tell people within your own social group what a great time you had, what the experience was, and what that value of them doing it themselves is, 
that far far and away outweighs any sort of quote traditional advertising you'd be doing. Big, big, big stuff. That's a winning edge. And speaking of winning edge, I'm going to be speaking at a conference coming up here in New York. I want you to come by. Look up winningedge2018.com, and you can call that number, 718-412-3508. Talk about getting some tickets, winningedge2018.com, 718-412-3508. The conference is going to address and provide some real solutions on the most pressing challenges facing every business today. My good friend Yitzik is actually putting it on. He's asked me to come and speak. I can't wait to do it. I am going to be talking about Think Big, Act Bigger, and we're going to get down. We're going to get down. We're going to, we're going to talk about how to be relentless. And you've got to be relentless, Mike. And we're talking with Mike Williams, who is president of the NFL Experience right here in Times Square, first of its kind uh, facility, first of its kind of, uh, you know, besides the M&M and, the, you know, the Disney shop and all this, this is, this is real stuff. This is football. This is hard-hitting impact stuff. So you've got to have that winning edge all the time to be able to, to take fans through this kind of stuff. We absolutely do. And yeah. I think one of the greatest things, I'm extremely proud of the team that we have in place because everyone wakes up every single day thinking about how we deliver a great experience and living up to those expectations of every fan that comes through those doors. Do you have like a pep talk, like uh, like Vince Lombardi, you know? Do you do, you do that? I, I actually day? have done that several times, but then yeah. I also have great team leaders that do it with their staff on an ongoing basis. And, uh, you so you know, got like a backs coach, you got like a, a lineman coach. Not necessarily <laughs> a position coach, as we'd call it on the football field, yeah. but we have our uh, we have a department heads and we have those organizational groups that do that. But it, it's interesting, and, the, and you'll appreciate this because I know you and I think the same way. Um, perspective is an interesting thing, Jeff. It yeah. really is. And I spoke to the staff the other day, and I broke it down in this following manner. Uh, there are 7.8 billion people on the planet, 7.8 billion. And out of those 7.8 billion, I'm one of only one person in the entire world to do the job that I do. Mm. So with that becomes not only an enormous opportunity, but a responsibility. And to sort of make sure that my staff and my team knows that, so that they know that they're only one of a handful of people that are given this chance to do what we do. And it wasn't around before. That's it's absolutely brand right. new. This That's is brand new correct. right here in Times Square. So for you to ha- to be given that chance, we need to make sure that we always wake up and, and, and really sort of address the need to um, connect with fans, connect with people, deliver an exceptional experience, and always make sure that people recognize there's an opportunity for them to, to again, share their experience and then come back again. You know, because things are always changing. It's never every time you come, it's different. Yeah. So you know, I always talk about this because I have an office in New York and L.A., San Francisco, and others, and then I have one in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. People always ask because me, you can, because I can, right? I mean, that's the cool thing, right? It's absolutely you know, the cool thing because you can, because yeah. you can, and you're one of those 7.8 billion people because you can, you that's can right. do what you want to do. Yeah. Right. Do you find people hold back? Sometimes, but yeah. I think as a leader, uh, I think it's my responsibility to create a culture where I encourage them to to step beyond their comfort zone and be willing to do things that they they with other bosses or other leaders that they may not have been comfortable doing. Yeah, you know, I don't want to. Uh, first of all, one of my favorite sayings is if I'm if I'm always the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. Yeah, right. So yeah. I want to I want to yeah. surround myself with passionate, talented, driven people, yeah. and I want to create a structure and support where I can help them do their jobs. And then it's only by everyone working in that same direction that we're going to be able to be successful as an organization. You know, Mike, you're a talented guy. I know that. I've always liked working with you over the years, and somebody I really respect. I mean, why did you want to take this job? You could have done it. You could have done a lot of jobs. No, and I could I know, have. Yep. And I know because I know you that you've been offered a lot of different jobs over the years. So why why this one? Uh, I'm the challenge. Mm-hmm. The, the ability to step in and take something like this and really sort of help it grow to the next level. Um, actually take it and let it help it grow to 
the level that I think I know that it deserves to be. Yeah. And being offered the chance to sort of help, you know, guide and 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 steward this team moving forward. That's the sort of stuff that I get charged by. Mm. So when I wake up in the morning, I I don't do well sitting idly by. I need to be challenged. I need to be someone who's given um, the task and sort of working through that. But ultimately, it's about building. Uh, building that passion and building that team and then creating buy-in from everyone across the board. So this was done in conjunction with Cirque du Soleil, right? It was, yes. So what was what was that about? I, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested to know what that conversation was like. Well, you're taking— uh, I didn't see anybody on trapeze or anything. No, well, and, and, and there's a good reason you didn't because that was a different— It's not football. <laughs> it's not football. Well, there is a gracefulness to find football. If you don't— Sure. If you watch any of those NFL films oh, yeah. uh, with uh, with any of the slow motion and the music that I accompanies it— I love the voice. It, I love the guy that does yeah, the voice for Yeah, him. it's 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 incredible. But there is a gracefulness that you find there— but, um, you know, Circus Olay ultimately came into this partnership because they realized the experiential aspect of what they bring to their shows and what they do yeah. uh, and accompanied with the global awareness and sort of the, the recognized value of what the NFL brand stands for. It's a, it's a great – it is a great partnership. And uh, in the managing sense of what Circus involvement is, is uh, it's to basically help there and be a great partner. But really what we're driving home is that brand of the NFL and, and ultimately the recognition and sort of the – the uh, the relationship between what the sport of NFL football is and how it interacts with their fans. So what's been your charter? I mean, you, so you got the job here recently, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know who you even report to, but uh, I'm kind of curious to did, who gave you the directions, what they say do. Um, actually, you know what my direction was? Was yeah, Michael? Curious. Yeah, no, curious. it was uh, Michael. We we want you and your team to ultimately now take a really good sort of assessment of where we are, and then ultimately lay out a plan that's going to help grow this. Uh, to the point where it's not only continue to be sustainable but buildable and then be able to take it from there and sort of it continue to sort of advance what what the opportunity is so go win the game and the playbook's empty yeah it's yeah. exactly the case and for that I'm grateful but uh yeah. you know with that big there's job, also, though. it's it's a huge job yeah. you know but uh, as you're sitting across from me big broad shoulders so yeah. I uh, I could take it in that manner but there's so many different different variables of what this what this position offers and so many different things that it's required and that's the reason my time from from disney right you know from mm-hmm. my time within the nfl and sports to hell even my time with the agency side of the business i think all of those skill sets and experiences lend well to this type of role because i think you're being asked to do all of those things right, right. from strategically sort of build out what we're happening on doing on the business side to making sure that the entertainment component of what we're what we're speaking of is delivered um, obviously speaking to the brand and representing that on the nfl on the league side uh, and then most of all, most of all, creating fans, yeah. you know, making sure that those people that walk through the doors um, are recognized as fans, are interacted with as fans, and most importantly, leave as fans. So do you have a kind of, I don't want to say a blank check, but you got at least a blank page to be able to do a lot of different I got a blank canvas, you yeah. know, but but I don't want to I don't want to say that in, in its entirety because yeah. there is a lot of really hard work that's happened before this, and there's a talented group of individuals. Well, you got some great bones, great assets. To great foundation. You, yeah. But I, I think the thing that everyone should recognize is, um, w- w- again, we're never going to just be settled. We're always going to be looking for ways to continue to deliver a better experience. So you're going to you're going to be bringing in pro ball players. We already have. Have you really? Yeah, we actually already have. We've had players I stop pay by. Attention. I got to pay yeah, attention. Yeah. Well, most of all, I mean, there. You know, I don't know. I shot you a note this morning, and I know you're oh. going to bring it up here lately. But uh, we had Good Morning Football, which is the morning show for the NFL Network, launch today. 
you know, it's been an ongoing show that's happened Uh-oh. with on NFL Liz, Network. Liz, remind me to read my emails, will you? Yeah. I, I, I missed that one. That's all right. That's awesome. Yeah, but but we actually, they moved location, and they started broadcasting from NFL Experience Times Square we're, this we're morning. We're on that second floor there? Looking over Times Square, that's the entire cool, backdrop. That's yeah. a cool, you had a little bit of a retail shop there. Yeah, so well, we, we still did, do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did to move some stuff out. But every day it's able to be moved. So this is a set now that people come. They're actually going to be able to see the sets where a live national television show is actually being broadcast and done. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's yep. got to be a, a, gra- a great draw, right? It's an incredible draw. And you, just you uh, this morning alone. In? Do people get to come in and sit They in? will eventually. We're going to be working through some yeah, of those you components. you got to do some special passes we on will. social media, get the numbers up. Yep. You know, whatever. Yeah, and that's another thing we're going to be working on, which is to make as much as we can within the experience not only shareable but stickable Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, and, and getting to the point where – Well, that's an engagement. It is. It's absolutely engagement. engagement. Again. So, but, but, Jeff, beyond just walking through, look, we, we've worked to make sure that we've created – different sort of levels of tickets for people to experience what they want to do. But beyond that, there is a food and beverage component where people can go and actually eat there looking over oh, Times yeah. Square. Yeah. Um, we have an event opportunity. If you wanted to host an event. Oh, I'm going to. At uh, NFL Times Square, you yeah. know, NFL Experience Times Square, we have that. Yeah. Guys, we have people that are asking us right now about if they have the ability to do their party on New Year's Eve because that's where we are. We're located right there on 47th and 7th. Okay, I want it. <laughs> What, what are we going to do? Hey, well, it, that's, hey, hey that's look, a pretty, if I could take over Yitzik's uh, show, well, I could take over the NFL. Th- this one has a pretty hefty price tag. So, <laughs> oh, but you're, uh, you're, look, you can't so get Yitz- any closer. So did Yitzik's. <laughs> yeah, but you can't, you can't get any closer. To Times Square. And yeah. by the way, you're doing all of it in the nice comfort sort of, uh, oh, yeah. you know, in confines yeah, with of, a of NFL experience <laughs> Times Square as opposed to being out there in the middle. With right. a bathroom. It's got a bathroom because if you know anything about Times Square. On, yeah, on, but, on the, but the, the launch Eve. of Good Morning Football this morning was tremendous. How, how'd that come about? Uh, again, it was it was in partnership with because you have not only the NFL but the NFL Network, and with that, they saw that there was an opportunity in working alongside so, everybody. Yeah, are your guys bringing you these opportunities like that? Or are you are you out there hunting them? Well, so I, I will be know, eventually. I'm always, I mean, I'm this, always curious. Yeah, but this was something that was it was, already in, it was already in the works, and there was a lot of people with a lot of hard work mm-hmm. that went in place prior. But to to see this to use a football pun and a football analogy to push it over the goal line, yeah. is a tremendous tremendous uh, highlight for everybody. So what what consumes your day? I'm always curious, you know, as exec, what do you, what do you do during the day, right? Yeah, so it's interesting. I'll, when you come to my office, you know, one of the things that I have written on my wall is maniacal obsession. Mm-hmm. And uh, and as a leader, it's about having that that sort of maniacal Re- obsession approach relentless. as to relentless, uh, yeah. maniacal. Yeah. Uh, it's about building awareness. It's about making sure that we uh, are, are creating the culture that's supportive to the people that we're doing. One of the terms you and I both use all the time is goal dependencies, mm-hmm. right? W- what do I need to do in order to help give you the tools needed to overcome any barriers in order to reach your goal, right? right? W- what are those things that are dependent on you reaching your goal? Yeah. And as a leader, that that consumes my day all the time. Uh, and again, it's also, you know, part of it is, uh, you know, making sure that you have clear communication of what expectations are with the different folks on your team. But another thing is, is you know, accountability is huge. So working through that component to make sure that people recognize, uh, hey, I'm giving you the ball and you're able to run this play and move with it. But uh, these are the things that are expected of you because we are delivering an exceptional, exceptional brand. We're representing an incredible brand. And we want to make sure that those people's expectations when they come through the door, that they're met every single time. That's that's phenomenal. So what are the big things you got planned? 
Oh my gosh! Well, this, you, get, this, you, this, get, you get a lot of pro guys coming in. Is, is some cheerleaders coming. Uh, we, we've I had mean, cheerleaders. That, in fact, we had the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles mascot and cheerleaders come through the door. That's cool. Yeah. So I know some of the folks in New York weren't necessarily happy about that. No, but, we wouldn't be. We wouldn't you know, be. Bring yeah. the Jets to the Giants. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, we've had those guys come as well, and we've yeah. done some other things. But uh, continue sort of involvement you with current those players. People that they're out, and you know the other ones a lot more. To come. The other ones you think so? Yeah. The other teams. <laughs> Uh, I we we represent all 32 clubs, That's and we do right. it in a we very fair, we in a very fair. Uh, well, equitable and fair it, manner. You know, you can be right today because of the way of NFL. You can watch. You could be a you could be a uh, well, no, uh, but Jeff, forbid, that's, you could be a Cowboys fan. But Jeff, that's a anywhere, great point, though, right? right? So yeah. this morning we happen to have. Uh, a good close friend of mine who came in with the Minnesota Vikings who was in town for business, and he stopped by the set this morning and the NFL experience here in Times Square. And uh, his exact response was, when we come back and play later in the year, I want to bring folks. Yeah. I want to bring people with me. So now you have people from Minnesota. You'll have people from Dallas. You'll have people from San Francisco. You'll have people from Arizona. And all these people to come back and uh, and be able to come in and allow their fans and their partners and people that they travel with experience this firsthand. Yeah, trust me, yeah. it's something you you don't want to miss. Yeah, that. So I think it'd be cool if you brings back some of the old timers too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have yeah. an old time. I won't call well, it old timers. Well, night, we've but... actually also had coaches come back too. So oh, we've had yeah. we've had a couple of folks come back uh, and give some coach talks and sort of give some football one on ones. So it's been uh, it's been tremendous, and you know what? It's only going to get better. It's going to and 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 why in New York? Just because it was just such a great place, right? Uh, look, it's, it's the New greatest York. city in the world. It's New York. It's New York. Right? It's Times Square. Yeah. And uh, when you think of a favorable destination and a familiar destination, uh, look, it's New York. Why wouldn't you put it in Times exactly Square? Exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. So and been well received so far. Extremely well received. Yeah. I mean the. The, the the overall response and reviews from people that you see everywhere has been positive, and uh, I we just have to keep working to make sure we deliver that great experience because I, I don't ever want to I, I don't ever want to miss those expectations that people have when they come in. So that's what that's what I'm charged with every single day, and that's what my staff is charged Jerry, with. Are you thinking about doing some different things like maybe NFL draft party? And sure, watch we had those? a draft party. Oh, oh did you? I we did. I went to the uh, Jets invited me yeah. to theirs, and I went we had, to theirs. We had a draft party. We'll have a fantasy football you know, party coming up where people oh, have wow. a chance to do some things. Uh, obviously do some things heading up to training camp, and then obviously into the end of the season is something which will be a highlight for us. But we are, uh, at, at the end of the day, the best way to describe is we are an immersive celebration that can be looked at as a destination for football fans and entertainment seekers everywhere. Well, Michael, i got to thank you so much for coming in. We've been talking to Michael Williams, who's president of NFL Experience in Times Square, first of its kind. So if you get to New York City, I want you to come in and make sure you check it out. Um, look online. He might even have a special to bring the family or something along those lines. And this has been Jeffrey Hazlett. I'm host of the C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio, all business with Jeffrey Hazlett right on C-Suite Radio. And we've taken over the show, but we're going to have to give it back. This is Mind Your Business. And uh, I thank Yitzik so much for letting us be a part of this show and for letting us have a little fun. And maybe he'll let us come back again soon. So tune in next time and listen to us and find us wherever you want Welcome to listen. Welcome to C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. Get two free shirts when you spend four ninety nine. So we talk about style. These guys specialize in custom tailored. 
for menswear for the modern gentleman. It's a perfect fit guarantee. I get my shirts there. I get my suits there. I'm telling you, I owe looking good. I look good anyway, but I owe looking good in my clothes to the good folks at Institute. So check them in. At the end of every show, I like to talk about what did I learn? I tell you, I learned a lot with Michael, and that always is to take care of your customers. Take care of your customers. Man, you can make it, and you can hit it big. That was the big learning I had. Speaking of hitting it big, I hit it big by having you listen to me every single week right here on C-Suite Radio. And this is Jeffrey Hazel with All Business right here on C-Suite. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.